0: Well, of course, we've got our reading here from the Sermon on the Mount, very challenging reading, of course. Uh, I spoke about this last year. Um, I'm going to this year because in our first reading it alternates from year to year and we don't have the cycle from Elijah and and the Book of Kings hitting us every year. I'm going to focus on that one today, so I'm just going to look at the first reading. We look at Elijah and uh, I really identify with him. And I, I think maybe there's probably a lot of Catholics in our circles of association, uh, especially the daily mass people who, you know, really take their faith seriously and uh, and take the, the life and the health of the church very seriously who can identify with Elijah. Because Elijah is looking around at desolation, okay? Church attendance is very, very low in Elijah's day, all right? And it seems like everybody's abandoned the faith, and there's not much left, um, you know. He says they've torn down your altars, they've slayed your prophets, and that's kind of, and that really corresponds to the worship, the liturgical worship of God, number one, and then number two, the word of God being spoken by the prophets. So, and, you know, in our day, you know, the liturgical worship of God, not a lot of mass attendance. They've torn down your altars, Lord. You know, maybe, maybe I feel like I can say that sometimes to, to, to God. You know, maybe maybe you feel like you can say that sometimes to God. Um, and no one was worshiping God. No one's coming to church. You know, even in the broader uh, Protestant community as well. You know, the, the worship of God is, is down so low, it's almost, you know, you just have a few hundred people on a weekend in a village here that's got thousands of people, you know. <laughs> so, you know, you could say they, they, no one's worshiping God. They've torn down your altars. They've slayed your prophets with the sword, you know. No one wants to listen to the preachers. No one wants to listen to the Word of God. No one can stand it anymore. They don't want to hear it. They're more interested in baseball. They're more interested in you know, whatever the popular stuff that they see on TV or social media. And you can really, can lead to a lot of um, very uh, de- depression and down emotions, negative emotions. Uh, and so you see Elijah, who is really, I think he's very frustrated, he's very depressed, and he's got strong emotions. He goes into, to, to back to Horeb, he goes back to the beginning where the law came from, Mount Sinai. It takes, it's a long travel, it's a long journey. He takes it and goes there, and you got this whole event happening where you've got the earthquake and the fire and all the strong wind and all this kind of stuff, and it's very interesting because it says the Lord was not in those things. Uh, but then you hear this really kind of small whispering voice at the end, and that's that's where the Lord is. So it's really interesting, and I think that there's a lot of lessons uh, that you can take away from this. But one of them is the strong emotions, you know, these really really strong emotions like the fire and the hurricane, the anger, the frustration, the depression, all of that kind of stuff. Um, God's not in that, you know. God's not depressed. God's not troubled. God is not worried when he talks to Elijah, he's like, Elijah, what's going on? What's your problem? Why are you here? Well, they've done this, Lord, and they've done that, and it's, oh, it's the end of the world. I'm the only one left. And he says, well, go and anoint such and such as a king of Aram, king of Israel, and then also anoint this other prophet, okay, Elisha, who's going to succeed you and uh, in another passage from the new testament st paul is looking at this and he actually points out how in another passage close by uh, the lord says i have left 7000 knees who have who have not bowed 7000 people who have not bowed the knee to baal so god always you're not the only one you know you can feel kind of isolated and you got all these strong emotions god's not in those strong emotions those are coming from you okay god's not perturbed he's not depressed He's not freaking out. Oh, no, what's going to happen? Um, and uh, there's there's hope. Uh, if you can kind of, be, in these strong emotions, you can become very self-absorbed and, uh, and not be able to see the big picture. So you kind of see yourself as isolated and as all alone. Uh, when in reality, God has got your successor lined up. He's got hope for the future. There's 7,000 people who have not bowed the knee to Baal. Okay, I think recently I took a a trip to visit a priest friend in New Mexico. His parish is doing great. It's overflowing with people. It's unbelievable. He's got these great ministries that are going. No financial problems whatsoever. And, uh, I went out to lunch with him and some friends of his and associates were back in town. These are not people that, these are people that he's worked with, uh, lay, lay people that he's worked with uh, in the past, but that currently we're not working with. He wasn't working with them because they were out and about doing their own th- ministries. And these people were young. Some of them were like 21, 22, 23. So like these early 20 year olds. And this one young woman sticks out in my mind. She is a, a ministry in, in an African country. I can't remember which one it is. Uh, and she's getting, you know, all of this kind of international attention and, and governments are now sending her work tons of money. It's like, wow, I can't believe the kind of work that she's doing. And she went there, she's trying to learn the language on her own. She needs a bodyguard. At some point she needed a bodyguard. It's extremely dangerous work that she's doing because she's this white, really light skinned woman in the middle of this African country and there's all these men that, you know, that could hurt her or whatever at any given moment. So she's really, really brave. And you know, You look and I say, I can't believe this, you know, it's like, wow, there's life, you know, spiritual life. There's these young people who are, I mean, we were, I was at a table with about 12 people and, uh, I think most of them were under 30 years old and they're all involved in campus ministry or this type of ministry or whatever. And it's like, you know, I'm, I'm not the only prophet left, you know. So, the point is, is that God's in control. He's not freaking out, and it is true. In the Northeast right now, we're really going through a, a bad time. Uh, but, but God's in control. If you kind of have any kind of, uh, you know, depression or whatever negative feelings as a result of that, don't let it get to you. Um, life is out there, and and the church uh, will not die because Jesus. Is alive from the dead and he's not gonna, uh, let his, his plan, uh, fail.